Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. This episode of Auto Dealer Live is brought to you by True Car. All right, guys, what's up? This is Auto Dealer Live. I'm here with Tommy Elwell. I'm Dave Villa. What's up, buddy? I'm. He already said my name. Hi, buddy. How are you? I'm good, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah We're we missing get... Dave Cribs today. He's at a yeah. uh, he's out of out of town for a couple of days at a uh, real estate conference and uh, and um, an investment conference. conference. Yeah, he's doing pretty good today. He's so. in jail. Actually, he is. will be calling in though. We do have uh, Cribs is going to be. Uh, he's going to be calling collect. <laughs> yeah, call and collect. We're going to reject the call. <laughs> He's going to be calling in here in just a minute. We're going to be... Uh, remember back in the day when you... There, I mean, some people aren't going to be old enough to remember collect calls, but there was a time where collect calls were... You had to you'd be like, hey, I'm at the corner of the 7-Eleven. Don't come get me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, when you didn't have no money. Like when you didn't have... Yeah. 7-Eleven, come get me real quick. Well, you didn't it's know... Tommy, don't hang up on the 7-Eleven. Yeah, because you didn't know that they're gonna they they're, they're, they were gonna maybe hang up the car or something like that. So what you want to do? Yeah. You want to get it out like you know that they could hear you in that window. You know, you have a collect call from... So hey man, I need you to call me real quick. <laughs> <laughs> you know that way, like your name was like a sentence. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. That's funny. But Cribs that's is going to be calling in here in a minute. He's going to be—he's remote today. He—he's uh, out of town for a two-day uh, conference, and he's going to be calling in. Um, and because uh, cool. they have a great show, we have a great uh, show today, man. It's BDC Boot Camp. We've been doing some boot camp. Boot camp's kind of a buzz phrase around here for us. We've been doing some boot camps lately, and we've got. Um, we have literally like seven boot camps of various kinds. Uh, most of them um, have are not even automotive, but we got seven, about seven or eight boot camps booked through um, the middle of next year here in our office, and uh, we're very excited. Monday actually is our next boot camp. We have twenty five people that are going to be here Monday, but so it's been a buzzword. So we, uh, it's been in us. You know what I'm saying? It's been in us. It's, it's been our hearts. And so we decided today to title it BDC Boot Camp. We're going to put you through the BDC Boot Camp today on the show. Nice. And we have a great, uh, we got a great BDC here, man. You know, BDC yeah. is really, um, it's, you know, it's a must. But what is a BDC? That, I want to get into it a little bit today with these guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what is a BDC? I don't want to talk about the same crap, right? I don't, I, you know. Thank you. Well, because. Well, you know, I mean, it's, such a, it's such a contentious topic. Everybody's, I mean, I don't understand. I don't know. I guess it's so. I well, you maybe we can maybe we can get to some of the origins of the BDC and the dealership and stuff like that because you know it's because we talk about people that that you know are, are should they be salespeople? Should they just be the front people? You know, and all that. And then, but I don't. I, I think sales is sales. So I don't. And I, if you're not calling them salespeople, why are they not salespeople? And if they're not salespeople, you can't expect to make. You know, sales salespeople money. You know, what I mean. So I, I don't know. I just it's ter- people. People are caught up on the terminologies. They're caught up I, yeah. on the. Um, you know, and a lot of it is motivated by product. It's motivated by schools of, of training and thought and things like that. And we get it. And, you know, um, but I got some great questions and some, some actual case studies, some things, some conversations with clients, you know, that, um, 
that they have with me, you know, it, it, because when you're in this industry long enough, you know, those of you that are watching that are in, um, the, that, that serve the auto industry and, and dealers that are watching, I've got a lot of dealer clients and, and guys, Tommy, you two, you probably have what, 45, 50 dealer clients total. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are your friends and their, their colleagues or people that a lot of you notice that you do marketing for them, but you've been working with them so long. And you know a lot about this industry that they ask you questions, you know, um, on, hey, what's your opinion on this? And, hey, hey, what would you recommend I do on, on this? And uh, I had a dealer ask me in conversation, you know, my opinion. And, um, you know, in that opinion, it happened to be in the last few days preparing for the show. So I'm going to bring that up to one of the guests as well. And just the terminologies are thrown out the window. You know, it's it's the cradle to grave and they're not talking like that that's vendor talk right they yeah. want to know what's going to work for my show or for my dealership right. and um so I'm, I'm interested in really getting uh the perspective from our guests we've got some great people on today different schools of thoughts and let's do this if you're making a comment you're right chris fear uh chris says boot camp is not for the weak um let's get some more comments up there but hey you're right it's it's for the strong it's not for the faint at heart it is for it's for those who want to improve, and I want to have a boot camp show. I'd like to get dialogue from our guests today. Not not I want you to weigh in. I want you and your comments to be heard. The number is on the screen. We're going to open the, the phone lines up today. We get calls every single week, and uh, unless we make time for it um, and and prepare for it ahead of time, which we did today, um, you know we're, we don't we don't put the calls in. Lou, we're going to put the calls through today. So. Starting now, you're calling in 813-574-1820. We want to take your calls on this show. What are we going to talk about? BDC Boot Camp. BDC, Internet, front, front callers, appointment setters, salespeople taking it. What works for you? How, what doesn't work for you? You know, do you have a point person? Is that person responsible for monitoring? It Should it be a manager? We're going to talk about all that stuff. Hey, if you got somebody that sucks on the phone, maybe we shouldn't have them use the phone. Have you considered that? Yeah, we'll talk about that too, probably. We are going to talk about it. Is your BDC a cost center or is it a profit center? How about ooh, those apples? Ooh. Boom. Oh, oh. What? What's the ROI on that? Mm. Talk to me, Chet. Or hey. is there an ROI? <laughs> <laughs> is there a return on investment or is there a, a DOI, a deficit on investment? Mm, mm. You know what I'm it's saying? getting it's, deep. Come on. It's getting deep. Is it addition or subtraction, baby? What are you doing? Hey, uh, Lou, how's the keto diet going, buddy? Doing good? Yeah. yeah, I bet it is. Looks yeah. like you want to breathe. Yeah, he had a tropical he had a tropical smoothie. That's always it's on keto. It's actually all green. It's called everything green. Yeah. How bad would you kill right now for for Moe's burrito? Oh, Moe's or Chipotle. I love Chipotle. Chipotle. Mm. Pretty much right now you would eat I'd any eat burrito. Burger King, McDonald's, <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Lou, you know. Lou will chop your arm off. Lou, <laughs> Lou, Lou will make BDC but calls. But he's already right lost now. like eight pounds, huh? Seven, uh, yep. eight pounds? Eight pounds. pounds. Good for you. No more fat, Lou. It's water weight, man. You, bro. Come on. How much weight have you lost in the last I'm month? almost 20. 20 pounds. Come on. If you look at, and it's funny, if you look at the the, uh, the history of these videos, if you go back on YouTube, you'll see times where it looks like I was stung by a jellyfish on my face. Yeah. You'll see some times where it's, I was, uh, actually, I'm, I'm right now about the skinniest I've ever been here. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. It was like a time you were fat. What was that? Yeah, you were fat. Like what? you, now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. thanks. I got it. Appreciate well, it. All right, man. Yeah. Hey, we're going to go to, uh, we're going to go to a quick commercial break in just a second here, and then we're going to come back. We've got uh, we have five guests on our panel. A um, couple of first timers, actually three people who have never been on the show today. And then we've got, uh, really? yeah, we do. And then yeah. we've got a couple of uh, return 
returnees. Um, one hasn't been on the show in, in quite, a, quite a while. She has been busy, and I'm excited to have her back on today. But we're going to be back in just a second with BDC Boot Camp. Again, want to welcome your calls, 813-574-1820. Get your Facebook comments coming in. We'll get them up on the screen. Let's hear what you have to say as the dialogue gets going. I think it's going to get deep. Everyone has an opinion on this topic. Make sure you share it with your friends, and let's get some stuff going. We'll be right back in just a minute. Are we on this camera or that camera? This camera or that camera? This camera? We're on both. Camera one, camera two, camera one. BDC boot camp. Sorry about that half commercial there. But uh, it's a, it's, it is a full commercial. And it, it does, in it its does, entirety, it does, it's glorious, too. It's it a really it's informative cool. infomercial. You, you miss the uh, Tampa scenes. But we have a sales boot camp coming up. We have a couple seats left. If you're interested in that, make sure you check it out at ipdtraining.net. But here we go. We're going to go right into BDC boot camp. We have the CEO at Pladugal. SteveStonning.com, host of Undeniable Advantage webcast. Steve Stonning, we have the corporate BDC director of sales and service at Botch Automotive. If I said that right, Mr. Billy Goulet, Kyle Disher, director of training and development at WebinarInc.com, Anthony Santangelo. If I said it correctly, I apologize. Santel- huh? Santangelo. Oh, I just say it so slow, man. Right. That was, and the national sales recruiter and trainer at Automatic Recruiting and Training. Then we have the one and only Laura Madison, director of sales at Allen Rams Proactive Training Solutions. And uh, we're going to jump into this thing with uh, Laura Madison. Laura, thank you for uh, agreeing to come on today. I know you're in the middle of some appointments, and, and you're going to have to jump here in about 20 minutes. I want to get as much um, – talk time with you as possible, Laura. I want to ask you a question. You know, you've been um, you've been doing this BDC thing for, for quite a while, and we already have callers uh, calling in as well, but I want to ask you a question, Laura. Is, is, is a B, BDC, you, go, you visit dealerships, you talk to dealerships every day, you're in dealerships, with, with what, and you train them and you help them. For when it comes to BDCs, when it comes to what they call a BDC, and there's so many freaking examples of what someone calls a BDC. So let's just look at them all. It, how important is it, okay, and how, that, that we discern if our BDC is a cost center or a profit center? Does it cost us or does it make us money? And, 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 and I know that's a no-brainer, but how many dealers, Laura, don't really know? You know, I think a lot of dealers really don't know, and I think a lot of dealers still really struggle with the concept and with many types of versions. And, uh, you know, maybe even at this point, as it's been kind of trendy for a number of years, they really feel worn out by, by different efforts. And, you know, I guess I, if I could say one thing to mm-hmm. any dealer considering or, or investigating or, you know, wanting to switch up what they have presently or move to a BDC, it's really that the, the critical thought behind all of this is that BDCs or handling inbound calls, with the role of, of a business development center, it's more critical than it's ever been. You know, in today's business, we are all living the fact that customers are visiting less stores in person. So you really got to think about what's happening at a BDC, whatever form it takes, as the lifeblood of the dealership. That's really what, what's really going to indicate if a dealership is surviving today because we're not getting the foot traffic that we did years ago. And, and it's all about converting business to the showroom. 
So yeah. I, again, it's just it's that lifeblood. You hit you hit it. I mean, you hit something on the head there. I think the caller. We think we have Cribs in, right? I, I'm glad Cribs. I know Cribs is at a conference, and I want to get him in as well because he had a couple of questions. And Cribs, I'll let you speak. But I mean, Laura hit on something, D- DC. Um, that you know, I think that all the guests probably feel passionate about, and I'm excited to get to Billy here in a minute too because uh, there's there's something I want to bring up specifically that um, that I was impressed that he did. But with regards to something Laura just mentioned, um, Cribs, I mean, is there anything that stands out in her in her comment there um, directly to you? Yeah, well, Laura's spot on. I mean, I think that you know if we haven't figured it out already. Dealers need to be aware that online and those incoming inbound calls, that's where our new showroom is, right? The mm-hmm. physical showroom is is almost at a point where it's a formality. It's like a process once they arrive. But the beginning, the meet and greet, the qualifying, the getting a customer in on an appointment to actually see a car, that's all happening ahead of time. And, and that's really where the focus should be. And, you know, it's funny because... We're on this boot camp theme, mm-hmm. and, you know, in boot camp, not only is it physical and mental, but what really stands out to me is that practice, drill, and rehearse, practice, drill, and rehearse. And unfortunately, I think in most BDCs, that's not going on. It's just not occurring. They're not warming up in the mornings. They're not getting prepared for the call. They're not role-playing the call and getting the same type of training that we get live on the showroom when there's customers live in the showroom and we make a mistake or a manager sees something happen um they can jump in they to they make changes they train on it but imagine if we put that same emphasis really where it arguably now belongs more in the front end of the process in that bdc area that's what that's what i would say it's good i I just wonder we can we can bring steve into the conversation i guess we you know i think sometimes we i think I won't, I won't say this. Vendors, I obviously have an agenda, right? As as a vendor to the car business, right? So is there always is everything always a foregone conclusion? Like like vendors make it. In other words, like um, you know, we say, oh, yeah. You know, Laura said showroom traffic is down. I'm sure that's true because obviously people now can can browse online and never have to leave their house, can do all their car shopping from work during the day and then go pick up the car at night or whatever. But I mean, is everything? I know every everything that we're doing within the car business. It's almost like everything's a knee jerk reaction because we were late to the game in the first place. So everything is like you know, like nothing's organized. There's no there's no uh, uniformity throughout the business when it comes to even BDCs. There's disagreement on what a BDC actually is, um, what their purpose is, what their role is. Should they do this? Should they not do this? Anyway, Steve, can you bring some clarity to the madness that is this BDC conversation, please? <laughs> Well, I think the the biggest piece of clarity is simply this. If your floor did their job, you wouldn't need a BDC. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody wrote on, uh, on, on Facebook a comment about the BDC being a Band-Aid and, and more like life support. Um, listen, if, if we could get floor salespeople to make phone calls, if we could get them to follow up on inbound leads, if we could get them to work their database, if we could do all of these things, None of us would need a BDC. So to me, that's the only foregone conclusion. I, I've seen dealers be successful with end-to-end sales. I've seen uh, that's, you know, the cradle-to-grave guys. I've seen dealers be wildly successful with BDCs, and I've seen dealers fail miserably with BDCs. Um, and, and mostly back to, to uh, David David's first point about BDCs, is it a profit center or a cost center? As we hit this flat market, flat-to-down market, 
you're going to see dealers abandoning successful BDCs because they made them cost centers. They, they gave the floor a full commission for a BDC deal, which the floor does not deserve. And, and that caused the, uh, that caused the BDC to be a cost center. And as, as dealers are looking to cut costs, they will get rid of that BDC. It's, it's, that happened. I saw it happen in 2007, 8, 9, and 10. We'll see it, it again. It doesn't make it right, but it's, it's, I believe it's a fact. I believe that's what happens. It, it doesn't mean that that's the right thing to do, but it's the, it's the first thing that, that they will do. And I think you're right on there, Steve. Well, we have an, I, I want to um, bring in Anthony and bring in Kyle. Uh, Billy, Billy had to jump um, uh, deals first, but one of the things I want to bring up something about Billy, maybe he'll join us back. Hey, let me know if he does, Lou. But um, Billy Gillette, uh, Billy, you're not with us, right? Okay, so Billy had a jump, but um, we'll bring Anthony and Kyle in. But we do have a caller on uh, Grant Hawking with uh, Brandon Honda. Grant, you know a little bit about this. Um, you know, appreciate you calling in. And um, what's a comment or question that you can bring into to the discussion here uh, regarding BDC? And um, and then we'll get some of our other guests to jump in on this as well. Hey, David, thanks for having me. I appreciate you accepting my collect call. It was uh, hard <laughs> to get through. So uh, thanks for taking the charge, man. No problem. Uh, no, there's. So, uh, I know, uh, you know, there's a lot of good input putting out there. I guess, you know, my question is, is that, you know, how do you make, how do you make a BDC work? No matter, no matter what your model is for the panel, how do you make it work? And I think the answer is, is you need supervision, but what is the supervisor really doing? What are you making work? Do you have to have a goal? Does it adapt? I don't know if that makes sense as a question, but I think that everybody's got a different spot on a BDC center. Is it cradle to grave is all that? Do we go way back? But I guess that's my question. How do you make it work? What's the goal when you start your BDC? That's my question. Thank you, man. Perfect question. And you know what we'll do? We'll go to Kyle. And then Anthony, I'll let all of hey, you hey. weigh in on that. Uh, go ahead and go, Kyle. Go ahead and take uh, first crack at that um, that question from Grant at Brandon Honda. Sounds good. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me on. I might have to get on that keto diet. You're looking pretty buff. You know you want to flex there. Looking big. There's a delay, so I can't see you. But uh, uh, thank so you. Thank you. How, how do we make? No, no problem. So how do we make a BDC work? That's a uh, you know a pretty broad question. How do you get somebody to do the things they're supposed to do in a BDC? There's multiple ways to get this thing to work. So is, is a business development center or big dollar center handling all of the Internet opportunities? Are the salespeople handling them first? And then is the BDC the safety net? Is, is the BDC – whoa, there you go. I just saw you flex. I'm on a delay here. So I am impressed. I would do it, but it, as you can tell by my physique, uh, it, wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't look good. You get good. lost in that big so, conference uh, room you're in. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, got a permit for those guns there. So, uh, um, so what's going on? The, the most important thing is when that opportunity comes in, are we doing everything humanly, physically possible to make the most of every single opportunity? And, you know, something I like telling dealers these days is, hey, I got the best BDC process you are ever going to see. No one has a better BDC process than me. You want to know what it is? Whatever you will commit to, Mr. Dealer, you tell me how you want to make it work, and I will back you into it. So um, there's multiple ways to make this thing work. Whatever the dealer, whatever management commits to at a dealership works. And if you go at this thing half-hearted, if you're not 100% committed, it's probably not going to work. So I, that right. was kind of a non-answer to, no, a, no, it's uh, to a question, but, but it's, there you go. It's good. So answer. Up, Anthony, I'm going to come to you in a second because you're going to be on a little longer. I know Laura has to go soon. So, Laura, I want you to be able to weigh in on Grant's question, too, maybe comment a little bit on what Kyle just said. I mean, I, I, w- w- let's start with what Kyle said, Laura. I mean, 
What's your opinion on that? And then maybe answering Grant's question, um, and I'll get you to weigh in first because I know your time your time's short. Thank you, and I appreciate you guys accommodating me today and having me on. So, you know, I guess I, I think just in, in response to really both, I guess my biggest feeling, and, and this is something that's really, you know, of course been something that Alan's echoed, but also something I really lived through at the dealership uh, where I came from, is that you can't have two separate departments and treat them as two separate arenas. You know, if you guys think about football teams, and, and, and how they're practicing. You know, everybody knows what everybody else is doing. They're all aiming towards the same goal. And that's, I think, one of the biggest concerns that I have about BDCs in, in many ways that they take form, especially when you've got a group of maybe non-salespeople taking calls. I don't think that's the wrong necessarily way to go. However, you know, you, you just have to get everybody playing on the same playbook and understanding what everybody else has said and why so that we, we have a seamless handoff when that happens so that there's fierce credibility and that that stays intact. And, you know, any dealership that we work with that's aiming to still keep everybody separate and treat the BDC as an, an entirely separate entity from the sales team or vice versa, you know, we can't help them. Everybody's got to be on the same page. And I think that's just the, the most critical point really to consider. So how common is that? Could not agree with you more, Laura. Laura, how common is that? From what you see from your experience, how common is it that they're that you're not able to help them? You know, it was actually probably about a year ago that we said this is not something we're going to get involved in anymore. We're not going to treat the BDC separately. We're not going to train the BDC and not the salespeople. That was a hard line that we drew in the sand, you know, after after a fierce amount of consideration. But, you know, when you don't treat the sales team, when you don't train them on in, in the same playbook, you're going to see blow-ups on the showroom. I mean, you're, you're, you're not learning from your past action or inaction. And, you know... It's it's really critical that again things don't go off the rails when that handoff happens. What we see all the time, and what dealers tell me all the time when they have treated them separate in the past, is we've got salespeople, you know, taking taking the customer, whether it be when they arrive in the showroom or however the process may work at that particular store, and they're saying, you know, I don't know why she told you that. That was just the BDC rep. And things go off the rails, and the credibility is shot. And every time I say that, dealers say, yeah, 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 I hear that, and I know that happens. And listen, it happened at my store. When they when they formed a BDC, I was fierce on the phones. It was one of my best sources of, of sales and of leads. And when it stopped being a game of being the first to the phone on the showroom, and when they formed a, a BDC and they put it in the upstairs, you know, arena and uh, away from salespeople, and and I didn't get those leads anymore, I was I was an offender of that as well. So you because I didn't know what they were saying, mm-hmm. and I did feel like they didn't know their products, they weren't playing off our same playbook, and and there was there was a disconnect there. So mm-hmm. that's why I think it's so critical. And so, again, 100% of the people that we work with need to to adhere to that philosophy or they're just not a good fit for us. Perfect. Okay, perfect. And then, Guys, so, Laura, let uh, 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 me get her to give her information because okay, she's got to jump. Oh, um, Laura, get, tell us tell, uh, two things. Tell us how someone can reach you. And then um, I know you have a Management by Fire coming up in October. Let us know about that because I know you have to go, and then we're going to get back into the conversation with these guys here. Absolutely. So I'm always on Twitter at Laura Drives, and everybody can always find me, too, on our website at alanram.com. And we're excited about that management by fire that's, that's going to be held in Scottsdale in October. And this is one of the things we talk about is BDC models. You know, what what kind of models succeed, what type of models fail, and we really take a deep dive into everything conversion. Again, everything we talk about with the lifeblood of the dealership really needing to be how do we get bodies on the showroom in today's automotive industry and in 2017. 
quarantine. So we'll talk about social, of course, in one of my arenas. We'll talk about how to handle the phones, internet leads. And again, we'll, we work with people with BDCs. I don't want to get, get that wrong. And there's not one type of BDC, you know, that I think is always superior versus another. Mm-hmm. I think what's most critical is just getting everybody on the same page and having everybody aiming towards the same goal. Perfect. Thank you, Laura, so much for taking time out yes, and uh, moving your schedule around as well and accommodating. So have a great one, and we thank look forward you to seeing you. All right, thank you. Guys, Thanks. We, um, Brad Wise, uh, yeah, con- huh? we, we're dressed as No, no, yeah, I was going to say, well, um, if we have somebody who's either on the panel or somebody that wants to call in or message us, however, but Brad Wise wants to hear someone who killed the BDC and successfully utilized their sales staff. So he wants a case study. He wants he wants proof. Darn it, Anthony. Do you have it? If somebody wants to reach out and call in, so let me let's say that again. Brad Wise says, "I want to know. Give me an example. Give me a story. Give me a case study. Someone who's killed the BDC and utilized successfully their sales staff." Anthony, we're gonna bring you into this. Thank you for being patient, man. Um, so uh, while we're waiting on someone to really answer that. It's you, Steve, and, and Kyle here now. Um, Cribs, are you still with us, too? Yeah, I'm still on the line, Dave. Okay, so, hey, chime in anytime you want here, man. I apologize. But, Anthony, you've been hearing – we got a lot of comments on Facebook. There's so much, and it's already getting away from us. But somebody I talked to, Anthony, um, a client of mine, that uh, has done business with me for – got in marketing for five years. And they're in Texas, and uh, we've done a lot of business together. And uh, we do a little bit of training, obviously, here. So we've been talking about some things. He asked my opinion on something, he just just an opinion, as a, as a client. And he said, Dave, he said, let me ask your opinion. This is, this is literally this week. He said, on BDC, he said, he said, what's your opinion on should the manager monitor these calls or should I put somebody there to monitor? And, and so I have an opinion on how I would do it. But the first thing I asked him, and, and I want to get your, your, your take on this, Anthony. I said, let me ask you this. Mark is his name. And I said, Mark, um, I said, it, it said does, if you have a manager that is, that, that is able to do that and is effective at it and they're going to do it, I said, my experience is if you don't have that manager, maybe they're good at desking, maybe they're good at every, you know, putting a deal together and they're that, they're that manager and they're effective at it, but they're not going to hold somebody accountable and, and you're going to, you know, and I said, then I would not put that person in that position. And, and, and I said, but if you're going to put somebody in the position, they can't babysit. They have to be someone that you give some type of authority to that doesn't counter the manager, but that is not just babysitting. Do you have an opinion on, on that? You know, um, did, I, did I steer him in the right direction, in your opinion, Anthony? Yeah, I think you did. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm assuming Laura's already gone. Laura, are you still there? No, she she jumped. No, I, I, just, I, I just I just wanted to say uh, I'm a fan of Laura. Uh, my condol- I was to say my condolences about Alan Graham passing a few weeks back, and uh, I've been following Laura since her days in Montana when she sold Toyotas and wrapped her car in uh, the Toyota dealership name uh, uh-huh. with that. So and. Uh, I second what Laura had said uh, myself, uh, selling cars for 19 years, being in the trench, doing it cradle to grave the Internet. Uh, I have been guilty myself of saying the BBC person does not know what they're doing. Now, sometimes I was right, sometimes I was wrong for doing that. Uh, to get back to your question, I think the most important thing when it comes to a BDC department is something that we talk about at Automatic Recruiting and Training, and it's the word synergy. You have to have everyone, and I mean everyone, at the dealership, on board with that department so they are not set up to fail is what it comes down to. You have a lot of times in dealerships where 
ownership will put a BDC in, and half the managers are with it, half the managers aren't, and then the BDC people will come to them and work at lead. I'm too busy. Go come back to me later for numbers, this and that. And they're powerless, and they don't, and they can't strike when the iron's hot. And that's very, very important when it comes to having a successful business development center is to be able to respond to everything in an efficient manner, to be transparent, and to get the answers to the customer right away. Right. Now, the only way Why do they need a price? Yeah. Just get them in. Just get them in. Just get them in. That's right. so frustrating. Right. The, 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 right. They're, ha- they're absolutely right, Kyle. I mean, there has to be a, a, that Mr. Miyagi balance to understand that. And there's no set way. You have to be flexible with each lead. And this is where I went wrong a little bit in my career. When I sold cars, I refused to text. And I was wrong for that. When I sold cars, sometimes I was so belligerent about being on the phone only in one email. You have to be flexible and balanced. And I take full responsibility for doing those things the wrong way, which I've obviously made an adjustment now as a national sales recruiter and trainer. And you have to have somebody to oversee it. But I wouldn't say a manager. It's almost like you need a BDC coach. Mm-hmm. Because these people, as a BDC manager, my friend Melissa had said to me recently, the BDC is the heartbeat of your dealership. And you have to be able to make sure that those two, three, four, eight, twelve representatives that are calling your customers are mentally okay to be able to call that customer and email the customer and also have enough authority to be able to give the answer to the customer in a prompt, efficient manner to get them to come into the dealership. Because what customers are looking for is they're looking to get the information and who's going to give them the information in the most transparent, efficient, and honest way, and yes, they will come do business with you. Okay. So a lot of it is mindset and synergy in the dealership is what I would suggest. All right. All right. Thank you, Anthony. And uh, uh, Cribs, you can chime in too here if you want. Um, we're just going to read some comments here in a section. We've got a ton of comments that have come in. But uh, do you have anything you want to add, Cribs, and, and maybe steering it back to uh, Steve or Kyle? Yeah, you know, I just want to say we're seeing once again here on the panel today that for all types of different views uh, in dealerships when it comes to BDC. So I don't think that's going to change. And, you know, I, I'm kind of um, in the, kind of from the same camp with Laura in that I believe that, you know, our salespeople should be able to handle the incoming leads and calls and things like that. To them. However, the reality is it's not really practical in most stores, in my opinion. Um, the one thing I would say, uh, which would be my last comment, is that um, I believe if you have a BDC, what you really need is a BDC. You need to give someone the authority, pay them like a desk person, and place value on those leads that are coming in your internet department, because they're probably the most valuable leads. And people are calling once they, once they arrive at our dealership, they give us a call. They're really potentially trying to eliminate us. So that would be the two cents, and I'm going to hop off the line and let right. you guys uh, finish up. Perfect, perfect. Hey, Steve Sonny, we'll go to you, but we got a caller, uh, Kevin Campbell with uh, Kuhn Hondas on. Kevin, what's up, brother? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you all? Oh, man, doing wonderful. Doing KC. Wonderful. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of time. I just want to call in. Yeah, the, the whole success on a BEC, whether it's going to be successful or not, it doesn't really matter if it's the, the cradle to grave or – or the appointment setter style. It's just all how it's how it's managed, right? And the number one thing is um, the dealer, the GM, they have to empower the BDC manager. They've got to pay them like their desk guys, and they've got to empower them to lead the team 
um, and make decisions. Um, if they're not 100% behind the BDC manager and let them put in the processes and enforce the rules, then it'll never work, right? The, the, the internet manager will get run over by, the, by their staff and it'll, it'll, it'll eventually fall apart. Um, so you gotta have a strong personality to be able to lead that internet team um, because you're grinding a lot of deals. You're working a lot more deals than the floor guys are. Uh, and a lot of, you know, especially in this competitive Tampa market, uh, a lot of that stuff is just people shopping you, right? So you've got to win them over uh, with experience and personality. And you've got to answer those leads immediately, um, we, you know, and their questions. The hiding the number from the from the customer just doesn't, doesn't work no more. That whole get them in mentality. Yeah, it's great. That's what we want to do because that's where our, our profit is. But, um, you know, just trying to hide the price from the customer just isn't going to work anymore. But, but most importantly, the dealer, the GM, they've got to empower the manager and treat them as an equal to the desk guys and the F&I managers. Thank you, Kevin, man. I appreciate Absolutely. you calling in, brother. Hey, do you guys care if I jump in on that real Go ahead, quick? brother. No, yep. we'll do Steve, Kyle, then Steve. So, when Kyle's finished, Steve, you jump in. What's going on? So, uh, you know, couldn't agree more with that. You know, just get a in mentality. It's kind of going by the wayside. But... The good news is, if you have a BDC and you got the right processes in place, the right call guides, the people are skilled on selling appointments, and they're skilled at giving the buyer enough information to feel comfortable coming in, utilizing the information that they've already seen, you could be highly effective at driving traffic to the dealership. Now, in talking about a BDC manager that is being, you know, the, the, that desk-level person, it's so nice if when that BDC person that BDC agent hangs up the phone, if they didn't get an appointment, if that manager knows that that BDC agent followed all of the processes that are in place, and then that BDC manager is empowered to jump on the phone and take a TO and get into the pricing when it's needed, that is so much of a better environment than, you know, this wall between the sales managers and the BDC people. Because it's frustrating when you work at a BDC, even for me sometimes. I'll go in there and I'll train and... You know, the customer will just want a price, even if I have an appointment set and they want to hear the price before they come in. And then I got to go to a desk guy that, oh, you couldn't get them in without a price, huh? It, it, it's frustrating. So the nicest environments are when everybody's confident in each other. The BDC is confident in the BDC manager. BDC manager has a good relationship with the desk people. If the BDC is unable to set that appointment, then they can turn it. And uh, we know if they're turning it, it is somebody that needs to get the turn. Okay. Steve Stani. Hey, I think uh, I want to get that set, set back to what Cribs and Kevin said, though, about uh, the BDC manager and, and treating them like a desk manager, paying them like a desk manager. I think that fits with what Kyle's saying. Um, I uh, don't like my BDCs to ever uh, have to turn to the desk for help because then they turn to the desk for help on every single up that they get because everybody is trained to ask, is that your best price? So I would rather train my BDCs to defend the price. Hey, listen, if you've been shopping online, you know we price all of our vehicles uh, correctly right from the beginning. We'd never dream of, of showing you our second best price and making you jump through a bunch of uh, hoops to find some hidden best price. Now, that vehicle's priced to sell, and at the price we have it listed at, it's not going to make it through to the weekend. Now, I do have two test drives open on that vehicle this afternoon. I've got a 245 and a 315. Which one works better for you? I would rather go that route because you'll break down the, the that, that what eighty eight percent that aren't really just looking for the absolute lowest price, um, and and you'll and you'll earn a little gross. You'll hold a little gross in in the meantime. But I did want to answer Brad Wise's question because I know you asked for someone to do that. He wrote, "I want to hear from someone who killed the BDC and has utilized successfully the sales staff." I can tell you that I've seen it done. 
uh, and I've seen it done successfully for about 45 days, and that's it. After you know, when you kill the BDC, when you get rid of the BDC oh, and you move that stuff back to the floor, and you start with great processes and all those things you learned in the BDC, and you give that back to your floor, and even if you keep the lead counts right for your floor team, eventually the world takes over. They're standing outside on a Monday morning at 10 a.m. with their hands in their pockets instead of calling yeah. Sunday's leads. You know. They're, they're catching it up instead of answering the phones. I mean, it just it falls apart. It, it always has. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, and I, I, I'm with Brad. I'd love to, I'd love to hear someone who was successfully did that for the long term. Well, we do have a comment from uh, Man, roll up to uh, Manny. I think it's Manny uh, Manny's comment. Somebody I saw earlier there, uh, Tom. You can read it. He's here. It is uh, Manny Big City Ramirez. <laughs> I don't know. He just said they don't. Have a, they don't have a. <laughs> he said down here in Houston. Houston, Finchers, Texas, best. I believe they serve barbecue there as well. If I had to I'm take a stab at it, I'm pretty certain they probably do. Yes. <laughs> Finchers, te- Texas, best uh, trucks and barbecue. Listening in to learn, he said we don't have a BDC five salesman with us using a round robin method to get leads. Small right. sort, I mean, but he said he's listening to learn. But he did give an example. Thank you. Well, uh, well Manny. Steve, let me let me st- let me stay with Steve for a second because um, we're talking about managers and so forth. And one of the questions we had down was how can you ensure all managers support of the BDC. Basically saying that desk managers will always take the side of the salespeople if there is a dispute in the BDC, for example. So how do you how do you ensure that 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 kumbaya experience in a dealership? It, the, it's the top. So if you if you've got right, your owner on, on site, I'm sorry. Go ahead, yeah, Steve. I'm sorry. If you got your yeah yeah. So if you've got your owner on site, then that's the guy. If you if if you don't, then it's your GM. He or she needs to. Treat that BDC manager just like they treat sales managers. That means, by the way, including the BDC manager in these sales manager meetings. You know, I'd, I, I'd, I'll go train a dealer, and, and Monday morning they'll say, "Yeah, step it." You know, Steve, hey, before you train the BDC, come on into our manager meeting. That's where we have all of our sales managers in the same meeting uh, every Monday, and, and we set the week up. And I'll sit in that meeting and realize there's no BDC manager in the meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that BDC manager's not invited. So. Uh, you know, it's really little things like that. And then eventually it's, it, you know, if you set up your pay plans the right way, um, you're not, you know, we don't have a lot of time to go through all that, but then, then you're not splitting the baby all the time. You know, you're, you've got good rules in place and, and we don't have to worry about taking someone's side. We're going to take the store's side and ultimately we'll sell more cars. That's good. Um, let's right. go to, uh, let's go give Anthony back into it. Let's read a couple comments and Anthony, I'll let I you got comment. Twitter. Here we go. Yes, I'm sure. Go ahead. Mike Hirschfield said the best BDC sales teams drive business by establishing credibility and creating curiosity through phone, text, and email. Um, Calvin Pierce, I manage the computer help desk daily. I would help staff if I heard them struggling with a client. BDC needs this. Raymond Gonzalez on Facebook said, that's right. The initial hello online is just as good as a physical handshake. Uh, let's see here. Uh, go, no, go go to Alyssa. I think it's Alyssa. There's uh, a comment that came in. Alyssa Kispert, if I said that correctly. I have had a lot of issues with third-party leads. Most of them just get mad when I call because I'm assuming they have already been contacted by multiple dealers. How do I get – this is a good question. Anthony, I'll throw this ooh, to you. Ooh, ooh. She's asking a question. So if she's honest – and you know, I think that's – I think okay. So, number one, stop assuming. You're, but I think that, that that's easy to say unless you've not been trained. And so she's asking, how do I get them to buy from me and talk to me in the first phone call instead of someone else? That's a great question. There was Alyssa, you said? Yeah, Alyssa Kispert. Kispert, K-I-S-P-E-R-T. That that is a great, great, great question because that's something that happens all the time. You you buy third-party leads, and what she had said, well, 
three further dealers contacted. Well, it's a very easy saying that all of us know. The early bird catches the worm. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to be first and get on there right away, which is very, very important because then you're the first voice. Because what happens is when a customer gets, and they have no idea, they put an inquiry online, and they have no idea they're going to get four or five phone calls from other dealerships, by the time that third phone call, they're going berserk. They're yelling at the person, screaming for it in the voicemail, hanging up on the pickup and hang up because of the caller ID, all that type of stuff. Well, you can avoid that by being efficient mm -hmm. and being right on top of it, which is one of the things that I try to do when I did things. You know, in Pennsylvania here, we're closed on Sunday. Well, I would pick up the phone and I'd call people. You can still do it. You can't sell a car, but you can set an appointment. Right. You know, and no one else will do that in Pennsylvania. So you stick out and you have to be different that way. Now, in the case when a customer does come at you, like, you know, as we say at Automax, a, a Joe Jurassic, you know, and just starts firing at you, you have to be able to, no problem, I'm with you. I totally agree with you. You know, I wouldn't expect you to talk to four different dealers. But you know what? You're looking for information. I'm here to serve. Powerful phrase. What information can I provide you? Because I'm sure the other dealers didn't give it to you. That's why you put the phone up for me. It's good. Give me two hundred. You know, give me two minutes of your time, and now what information do you want? Well, Anthony, I'm looking for this type of car. Blah 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 blah. blah and this is the price. Great. Here's the information. Well, I'm not ready for six weeks. That's not a problem at all. What's going to change in six weeks? And now, because of that first forty-five seconds, you change their aggravation to a positive because of your proper mindset on the phone. And I love that. And you overcome that by audible on the phone. And now. All of a sudden, that customer is receptive to that. And next thing you know, about 15 and a half minutes later, after 15 minutes of quality information, you say, what time's good for you? Tonight at 6.45 or tomorrow at 10.15? You know what? I get there tomorrow at 10.15. Great. You have a pen and paper handy? This is what you're going to ask for. I'm going to greet you. We're going to have a car pulled up for you. And as my friend Sean Hayes says, what type of beverage do you like? And we'll have it ready for you. Boom. That's great. And that's how you make a difference than everybody else that's good and, and sean hayes is obviously good is gold and you know what if Alyssa, if you're if you're still listening i i, I don't I, I can't think of a better answer to your question what you just uh I'd, I'd recommend anybody in the bdc that's watching anybody that's running the bdc to play back anthony's answer and have someone or yourself write it down and um use it as a word track because you you not only answered it you actually gave her an example of word track thank you for that that answer and, and uh Love i want to I want to go to Kyle, but I want to read a comment here, Kyle, and you can comment on any of these, but um, we're going to try to get – I think Dave Sabowski, uh, general manager up in Ohio, is going to be calling in here maybe because he, he said, uh, I think the whole process needs to be streamlined. Why too many ideas on how to do it? Um, so, Dave, I'd like to hear you know that. But Jared McCreevy said this. To Steve's point earlier, Steve, um, you said that you only, you've only seen it work 45 days and then it crashes. And But, um, Kyle – Jared McCreevy, he's on the blacktop. He's, you know, he's working at a dealership now. Said, I personally do not know of any stores that use salespeople successfully unless they have very low floor volume. You got a comment on that, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the stores, and I want to jump on that. Uh, that felt like a, I was chomping to answer that Anthony question about the internet lead. <laughs> Go but ahead, I, man. I want to jump back Go ahead. that. Let me answer. Uh, Ka what, what order? Which way do you want it? Uh, you know what? The other one's probably going to be a little longer. So answer Jared's first on you know on the one I just said, and then jump to the, the other answer that you're. I know you're 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 passionate about that. All right, cool. So yeah, I mean, the smaller the store, the easier it is to manage all of those opportunities. So the bigger the store, you know, the the more feelers it takes to make sure that every internet buyer every phone inquiry is getting handled 
properly. Now, in a perfect world, we probably would want all of the salespeople, you know, doing everything from cradle to grave. The thing is, it's not a perfect world. And it's easier to manage when everything is in that department. So uh, even if you're in a big store, you could do small teams and have certain teams handle, you know, a certain amount of opportunities and then have the BDC back them up. So I, I love BDC because it's a, it's a safety day. It ensures that I know there's someone focused on that opportunity and it's going to get handled the right way. But that being said, the reason I love it is because of the safety net. So if you're in a small store or you're at a store that works in teams and everything is managed, then you could have it be effective each way. Now, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, I've been in the business almost 20 years now. Before there was actual full BDCs that handled all the opportunities all the time, we would do sales shifts. And we would bring all the salespeople into a room for 90 minutes, and we would have that thing staffed from morning to afternoon, and then, uh, uh, you know, we, we, would, we would work it in 90-minute shifts. And if a lead came in, an opportunity came in during that 90-minute shift, you got it. We, we ran that way without the assistance of, uh, of BDC. So that's, that's when I've seen it work successful is when there's a shift and you always have a dedicated person, but that dedicated person was a salesperson in that case. So Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and, and, hey, we're going to do um, – I want to make sure we get some – we have a caller on. Tommy went to go get – we're going to do this as well. Um, Steve Stoning was uh, so uh, uh, nice. Uh, Steve, thank you again, man, uh, for sending a few books here. We're going to give some books – away today i want to give five books away today steve you sent these in and we're going to give them away to um to to uh the best comments here but tommy's going to go grab them and make sure you take take um, a look at this as well steve i'm gonna i got a guy on the phone though that called in steve to answer brad's question um with the case study uh brian armstrong's live on the bridge he said he's currently using his sales guys to own the phone so brian man thanks for calling in and steve um you know, maybe you and Steve can have a little dialogue here back and forth. Brian, you said it's currently working for you? Yeah, I've got, uh, you know, we went to um, at both stores years ago and talked about client connection centers, and I believe that was the wave of the future, being able to have, you know, a handoff time so that you build loyalty to the store rather than to the salesperson. I think some of those proceeds still have merit in today's world, but quite frankly, not just because of the scalability of, of, of BDC, but also because of the fact that I wanted to eliminate the disconnect between the floor and the BDC. We have at VW Southdown, we've totally mixed it to where we are back to almost old school Traver style to where the teams do rotate up and they do do a full 90 shift. They are held accountable to a three to one uh, ratios. They are all trained on the phone scripts. They all do have to pass off certain requirements to be able to receive leads and then the follow up. Now granted, I have a, an internet manager that oversees, you know, 10 guys that are on internet teams that are that are also part of a three one of my three sales teams mm -hmm. but then also um, all of the guys have to be certified on inbound phone scripts prior to that they have uh, they have to pass off all the objection handling and everything else and guys I mean you would say that in a low volume store good grief we get we get a couple of thousands of inquiries and in, between phone and internet mm -hmm. and walk-in traffic a month mm -hmm. and we're in the top five of VW stores in the nation we have a 40 percent closing ratio on the floor and you know what that being said i still have get 30 percent of those people in back into the store and we shut down 80 percent of those so right. it's 
it is there is a lot to be said. Now it's it's definitely the harder of the two paths, right? Because the training that you require and that uh, your and the accountability has to be there, and you have to empower your BDC manager. He's a desk manager. He has to be able to desk deals in the moment, give factors, give numbers on trade, and you really have to have those types of people in place. It right. can't be just a call center. Thank you, Brian. Man, thank you so much for calling in, brother. I it was it's uh, I, I, I look forward to seeing you here again soon. And uh, so, guys, we we're, we only have a few minutes. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna Steve. I'm gonna let you comment on that. And then we're gonna give um, Kyle and Anthony a chance to close out and tell dealers how they can reach you guys. So Steve, let this kind of be. And we're gonna. And I'll let Tommy kind of. Uh, Hold your book up here. You tell us how you want to give these away, too, man. You were kind enough to send them to us. I gave yes, out thank you, Steve. a few of our guys, grabbed them really quick in the company, and then we had to wrestle one of them out to, to make sure we kept five. Thank you so much, man. Um, and uh, But, Steve, you heard you heard Brian, and uh, why don't you kind of segue your answer or your comment uh, to, his, to his statement into maybe your closing remarks as well, and then we'll give away these books. Maybe – you can figure out maybe somebody can the first best five questions somebody sends you on Facebook. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys give them out. I, I like your idea of, uh, of giving them out for the comments. I think that you, if you read the Facebook uh, string, there's some great comments, great questions in there. Um, and for the purposes of the show, we can pronounce the book "crap sandwich" uh, so that we don't have to worry. <laughs> you see my picture with stu- <laughs> I had I, I had stuffed sandwich. I had a little post-it note over it. Stuffed sandwich. Did you like that? I, Did you see that? I saw that. I appreciate that. Matt, Matt Koenig's not on the on the on the phone, but he would certainly. Uh, yeah, he he would certainly yeah, yeah we all can't be Matt Koenig. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but go, uh, go ahead. Brian's point. But to Brian's point, I wish every dealership and every group had, had a Brian Armstrong. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what they're doing is exactly what I would love to be able to do in every store. I would love to not have a BDC in the store. Um, I don't think an end-to-end sales, an end-to-end internet team that's separate from the rest of the floor is the answer because you're starving the rest of the floor. The, the, the holy grail is that, that hybrid team that does it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, but un, but unfortunately or fortunately, you need a Brian Armstrong to make that happen, and uh, and b- the Brian Armstrongs are few and far between. So that's yeah. it, that's it. Uh, please uh, enjoy the books, and I'll let you guys give them away. Thank you. If Steve. you want to reach you, Steve, how they get you, buddy? Go to stevestawning.com. That's stevestawning.com. You can look me up on contact there, and uh, all my free training is available on stevestawning.com. And I get the question all the time, Steve. You give away all of your video training for free. How do you make money? And the answer is volume. Awesome. Right? <laughs> awesome. Steve, one of the best, man. One of the good guys. Thank you so much, man, for always supporting the show, too. And thank you for coming on today. And we're going to go to Kyle Disher. Kyle, man, you've heard all the comments. There's a lot. There's things coming in now. We're going to read. Um, uh, you know, but give us, give us your closing remarks and, um, and then also how dealers can get a hold of you. Now, if my comments are good enough, can I win a book or how does that work? Absolutely. I think think that comment won one more. I think that comment won one. What do you think of that? This one, hey, Kyle, this one's yours, buddy. uh, Done. Done. uh, Four left. uh, Closing comments. So on that third-party lead stuff, I'm so obsessed with this. I'll take about 10 seconds on this. We averaged, uh, we secret shopped 1,500 stores last year. And the average response time of a dealer, what do you think it was? Who wants to give a guess? An hour and 10 minutes. 71 minutes. So uh, those are those are mystery shops. Uh, I, I don't have a book to give you. I'll send you a book. You win. Uh, uh, so yeah, so so speed is absolutely critical. And on these third party inquiries, it's so important 
to get there first and then acknowledge whatever progress the buyers made. So uh, uh, we have full training videos on that. You could go to webinarinc.com if you want training on how to work uh, third-party leads. We have a product that guarantees response time under 60 seconds that we, uh, we have. If you see behind me, there's a great big uh, room here. I had 100 people here earlier today. We, uh, we did a career fair and a training. We do tons of stuff. So webinar, I-N-C, webinarinc.com, training videos. We do commercials, call guides, email templates. Awesome. Live training, webinars, career fairs. We do a bunch of stuff. So uh, check you. us out, webinarinc.com. Appreciate you having me on. Hey, thank you, Kyle. Thanks, Our Kyle. pleasure. And Anthony, we're going to go to you, man, to uh, wrap the show up with the closing remarks. Excellent. Well, if you have me on next year, you, I'll actually got to give out my book because I am have a book right now in the process of writing out the chapter in it about mindset, and that should be released late this year. Awesome. Uh, with that, I'll be one of ten authors in the, in the book. So I'll give those books out when I'm on next year. <laughs> See you guys. Uh, what I want to talk about in closing remarks is the need for training. You know, I think a lot of times, and, and we touched on it earlier in the show, about when things start to struggle and the costs get higher and the profit gets lower, what's the first to go, the BDC or training? You have to sit there and actually train your staff properly, not just on what to say in the process, but mindset. And that's what we talk about as well, because if their mind is not right when they're picking up the phone, or they're emailing, it's not going to be quality content to your customers to get them in. And that's what it comes down to. The second point I want to talk about is, what I said before, synergy. It is imperative, and I mean imperative, that every single person in the dealership is on board with the BDC and works together. And that starts from the top dealer principles. You have to demand from your GMGS center floor managers, listen, guys, this is how it is. Drink the Kool-Aid, adapt or die. Boom. Simple as that. Awesome. And it has to come from the owner of the dealership to get them on there. So there's no animosity and there's no split things. And I've lived through that and I work through dealerships like that. Well, how, how did so dealers- anyone else? What's that? How did, I was going to say, how is someone to get a hold of you? That was what I was going to say. Oh. Uh, you know, if anyone's looking for training, BDC training, existing sales training, also we do new hire training, programmatic recruiting and training. And we also advertise for all positions in the dealership which would be less than you advertising on the Indeed and ZipRecruiters and all that. We're here to serve. I'm a little different than most people. I put my cell phone number right out there to the public. My cell phone is 267-784-9752. You also can find me on social media under Anthony Santangelo, F-A-N-T-A-N-G-E-L-O. That would be under Facebook, LinkedIn, or you can follow me on Twitter at poker car guy because i'm a poker player as well thank you anthony i appreciate it all right guys thank you so much for being on the show today that was bdc boot camp show you guys have a wonderful rest of the week man we'll see you guys very soon thank you thanks guys let's read some uh comments thank you let's read some comments and luke are you gonna be able to get joey on all right go ahead and let me know when he's on we're gonna we're gonna don't go anywhere we're not finished yet we're gonna um skype into our training room next door with joey Perez and mark canterbury is mark gonna be on too all right, cool. All right, let's, let's read some comments. Lou, scroll up to the, uh, let's take Case, Kevin Cassidy. Cassidy. Oh, actually, hold on, go back to Kevin Cassidy. Kevin Cassidy. <laughs> Tommy's like rearranging all kinds of crap over here. Oh, I, I know what you're doing. Yeah, get those out. Kevin Cassidy. Uh, any good advice on how to gain synergy in a fresh BDC department? Our store's BDC is only about eight months into startup. Actually, I'm glad you're hanging out for this part, Kevin. Stay tuned. I think we might have something for you. Scroll up a little bit. Let's get another answer here or another question. Brad Wise, who asked the question earlier about is are there any case studies? 
of dealerships using the salesperson model. Uh, we did have a couple of case studies on that, but let's see. Brad said, what about reducing the headcount in BDC and siphon off one lead provider to a qualified salesperson under the authority of the BDC manager? That's an idea, Brad. Brad's always thinking. Brad should probably get a book. Brad get a I book. think Brad, gets a, Brad book. gets a book. Brad, you want a book, man? Come on. Brad, if you're still on, just comment back and say, I want a book, just so we know you're still listening. I think that Kevin Cassidy should get a book. Let's go here. Hang on with us. We got three more books. These books are pretty cool, man. Um, There's comment. lots of pictures. Lou, I know from me, guys to, like me. Lou's by himself today. He's trying to do multiple things at one time. Well, he's doing a great. Lou's doing he's a great, great job today, Lou. John Ruswick. John W. Ruswick. How long should BDC reps communicate? Let us know. We got Joey and them on. Bring them up. Communicate with leads. Most dealers seem to go after the low-hanging fruit and stop after a couple weeks. We'll do that in a minute, Tommy. Let's get them on real quick sure. so we can finish the BDC. Go ahead and get the Joey and Mark on. This is. Um, let us know when you're ready, Lou. So John, so John said, how long should BDC reps communicate with leads? Great question. Most dealers seem to go after the low-hanging fruit and stop after a couple weeks. I'd say that's a, in our, I mean, just in sales in general, that's a mistake. Mm-hmm. You want to keep, you want to, some people don't even buy to the fourth or fifth contact. You know what I mean? If you're not hitting them at least that many times, you might not even. Statistically, the, a, get there. a customer doesn't buy until after the fifth attempt. Most salespeople give up after two attempts and 80% of the sales happen after the fifth attempt. So if you want to make your living hanging out around the 20% or 20% of the sales happen, mm. then, then go, go after it. Hey, we got real quick. We've got our, go ahead and bring them up. We've got our director of training and development, Mark Canterbury. Mark, what's up, brother? What's up, guys? How you doing, fellas? Hey, and then what's we up, got gents? then we got a, a national training director, Joey uh, Perez. National training manager, Joey Perez. He works in a division there that Mark runs. Uh, one of our top, our top guy there, and they're right there in our sales room. Look, so they know. Look at the guys behind you there. That's Steve, and that's the sales team behind you guys. Yeah, through the window. Yeah. Somebody's at my desk. Them. Oh, they Tommy, my desk. Someone's messing with your stuff. <laughs> Wave <laughs> high. So, tell them to tell the sales guy. Hey, listen, real what's quick, up, guys. Antonio? We've got yeah. some people. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up. But listen, we're doing an internet and uh, we're doing a BDC boot camp today show. And we happen to have um, Mark. What are the dates, Joey? Grab that flyer off the off the wall yeah. that you got hanging up there, buddy, to remind you. Mark, tell them about the internet and BDC boot camp. When is it? And uh, maybe go over some of the agenda there on the flyer. Uh, absolutely. Um, we're gonna be doing Monday, November the second. Okay. It's going to be a Monday, and we're going to go over Internet and BDC. I'm sorry, November 6th. My Monday. bad. November 6th. It's a Monday. And, man, what they talked about today is right on point. We want to discuss mindset. You know how, how they talked about whenever the call comes in? Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that the person taking those calls mm-hmm. have the right mindset so they can communicate and so they can hear the passion through, through their voice. We're going to have John Rossi here. We're going to have some yeah. top let's, guy well, let's talk about in that. the field are going to be here. Let's talk about that. Joey, Joey, you there too, man. We got, you know, I mean, listen, you came out of the car business. We recruited you. Right. You know, you came out of the car business. You were in the internet department. And, you know, John Marazzi, guys, listen, if you're watching this right now, you've had John on the show. John Marazzi, the dealer principal owner of Brandon Honda, is going to be teaching at our boot camp. And you know what, man? I might just see if Steve Stani, we you never know. I mean, I'm, I'm crazy yeah. enough to see if this guy wants to be part of this. We're going to have 25 seats. Joey, I don't know if you're on your phone or not. Is, is it on your phone? Are we on your phone or your computer? What? No? No, so I'm we're not mobile. computer right now. Sir. Oh, so we're not mobile. Okay. So listen, it's in our 25-seat uh, training room. Brad Wise is on still. You get a book. 25 seats. Um, we've already started selling it. Um, and mm-hmm. if you want it, how much is it? It's only four ninety seven. Okay. And the great part is well, it only what? Entire day. 
only four ninety seven. What do you mean four ninety seven? Four hundred and ninety seven. Four hundred and ninety seven bucks. You can, okay. guys, you guys can sneeze that. Here's right. another <clears throat> add on to that. We're actually going to be giving three months of our online training to go with that as well. So it's not like you okay. just get a one and done. It's something we can give you some practical application. Mm-hmm. So many guys on today's show were, I mean, just singing music, having the right mindset, creating the right synergy, making sure the left hand knows what the right hand's doing. Well, it's gonna... so so critical. <laughs> Look at Joe. He's passionate. Joey's passionate. He is. All right, so here we go. We got with the show. So here's the deal, guys. IPDtraining.net. Joey, I want you to yes, write sir. down your direct line on a piece of paper. All right, yes, and sir. then put it up here in a second. So here's the deal. I'm going to say this for him, okay? Internet and BDC boot camp. We've already started selling it. Um, we've got people coming in from out of state. John Marazzi is going to teach. Dave Cribbs is going to teach. I'm yeah. going to teach. We got car people that are going to teach. This is this is not. There's no vendors. There's no sponsors. People, there's training and it's a boot camp. So you ready? Twenty five seats, four hundred ninety seven bucks. You're gonna get three months of Serial Sales Pro Academy with it. Register, come out, hang out with us. Eight one three four six three. Push it up mm-hmm. a little bit there. Push it up a yep. little bit. There you go. Four zero one seven. Call Joey Perez today. Here's the deal. The first person that calls, Mark, the first one that calls, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to yep. him for free. All right, it's gonna be theirs for free. The first person that calls gets it for we free. It. Everybody else got to pay four ninety seven. Well, that's a good deal. All right. Pick up the phone, man. Call now. We're waiting. All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Right, I'll see you in a minute. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So Brad Wise gets a book. He's still on. Who else wants a book? Well, here we had. I think Mike Hirschfield. I think Mike Hirschfield should have a book. Mike Hirschfield, last week we were talking and um, we some of his comments and we, we, we made it like a motivational, like uh like you know, like the motivational pictures and stuff you'd see when you were a kid, like the cat with the hang, hang in there and the. The beach scene with the little lofty words and such, and uh, today we got a package. Well, we made we made a joke while you were pulling up. We made a yeah. joke of saying like, "Oh, this is an original." Is that an original Hirschfeld, right? Because yes. the quote was like, you know, it was like, and, and he said, "Yeah, it is." So guess what he did? He made some original Hirschfelds. Come on, original, and straight up, straight up original Hirschfeld. Freaking yeah. UPS those suckers to us, man. Look at that. Yeah. Read that. Read that. You got. I kept two you control the outcome of your sales efforts. Success is hinged on what you ask, what you say, and how you act. You make the difference. That's an original Hirschfeld. Come on. Who wants an original Hirschfeld, right? Come on, man. Look Hang these this. bad boys up. Look at this one. Look at this. You got the people in the background there. Look at that. Huh? Uh, the dealership. Oh, with the kids Come on, everything. man. You got a little with family the there. Look at that. Sales isn't business. It's personal. You must get personal so that you can make it personal if you truly want to motivate them to take action and buy now. Original, look, <laughs> original Hirschfeld. Come on, hey, Brad, started hey, Mike. I get a piece of this company, baby. I started it with you last week. Now, come on, man. I think you were the one who made up original Hirschfeld, but then yeah, but he coined but anything he, that's he, gonna he have smart. this on it though. This is he made this one for me. I want to say thank. He you. said, Tommy. He sent the letter and said the cat one's for you, Tommy. We're gonna read one more of these bad boys before we go. This is good stuff. This is what we do for yeah. our listeners, man. Mike, if you're out there, shout out. We want to give you a book, man. But I want to make sure you're listening. If you got a message, Mike Hirschfeld. He messaged me earlier, Lou. And said on Twitter, I said, "Look at the cat. Look how curious. Look, look how curious he is." Look, look. He said, "Curiosity creates sales opportunity." What is that? Get curious about your customers so that you can learn, lead, and leverage what truly drives them. Well. Come on, man. That's an original Hirschfeld. Well. Kevin Cassidy. Kevin Cassidy. You want a book or you want an original Hirschfeld? We can't. We can't. We can't get away with these Hirschfelds. These are ours. Original. These are numbered. Hey, but limited Mike, editions. Mike, Mike, price in one. That's up down. All right. Cool beans, man. All right, well, it was interesting. I want to know who's going to take that first boot camp, man. Does anybody want to come to the Internet Sales Boot Camp? It's going to be off the chain. John Marazzi, 
you don't understand. John Marazzi walked into Sun Toyota the day they bought it a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and, he, and he fired his BDC director. They were doing over 600 cars. Today they're doing 700 plus. He fired it. He had the guts to fire it and dismantle it. Because He's like, hey, how's everybody doing today? I'm John Marazzi. And uh, <laughs> John, you're fired. <laughs> anyway, I'll be back. I got that's, that's guts right there. So the, guy, the guy dismantled it to put it back together. Grant Hawking that called in earlier. Grant works for John. And then uh, we got some we got some surprises, but we got car people that are going to be teaching this. But there's no vendors involved. This isn't a conference. Twenty five seats. If you want to come to Internet and Sales Boot Campus, November sixth on a Monday, you can come into Tampa right here in our training room. You can hang out with me, Tom. You can come into the studio. We'll get some. Uh, you, you know, we'll do a little interviews with you and stuff like that. It'd be really cool. All right. All right what well, do you say, man? Well, I think it was a good show, and I think it's uh, great we show. probably get off so we can get back to work. You know what I mean? Yeah, Y'all man. too. Get back to work. God bless y'all. Hey, direct message me if you're going to be at the Internet Sales Boot Camp.